Mesa presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. I can't wait to go to my wedding and tell my brand new in-laws that they are not really family. That they're less than family. I can't Jesse's wait for shocking. that moment. Jesse is shocking. Shocking. Eh? shocking. He's a. I, I he's a. I, that. Uh, that was a great conversation. And I, I got to tell you, being in my super, you know, Tylenol daytime, Buckley's high state. I don't know if you're supposed to mix those things. Uh, man, I would have done anything to feel better after this. Um, I was laughing. I was I was very much laughing because I know. See, I know what Jesse because I I feel like I because as I've I've sat across from Jesse for years, and I I get this. He gets this look in his eye like he's going in, and Jesse's going in. He's tagging in, and it's rare. But when he goes in, he's like, "You're you're not going to stop him," and it's great. I love it. I'm just glad Jesse personally that we got Diddy's approval. <laughs> what? It's so good that we got the approval of Teddy. I know. When uh, I was recording the episode, I was thinking, wow, I really hope Adam Wilde likes this. Because without <laughs> his approval, I'm nothing. Wow. Every All I'm time, doing is paying a compliment, and the two of you are being like this. With every thought and action last episode, I was like, but what would Adam do? Mm. What would professional broadcaster man Adam do? <laughs> I might Surely... I, I won't, I couldn't do this myself. Now, is this a joke from the Steve. end of the episode? Because I was told not to listen to the end of the episode. Steve. Because yes, I didn't get that far. Are you a parking ticket? Am I a parking ticket? Yeah. No. I think you are because Adam just validated you. Oh! <laughs> wow. My whole existence. Listen. I uh, I don't know how this came, became about me. All I want to do is tell my my in laws that they are not really my family. I got my haircut today. What do you think? You approve? I, I do like yeah. it. What about my outfit? What's the deal with this? <laughs> Where did you guys? We're from? all just saying you validated us, and I, now we feel good about good about uh, ourselves because okay. mm. that's what we needed, and we should. We're also just being jerks. Hi Adam, Hi. welcome back. Wow, it's really good to be back. <laughs> good lord. So wait, you didn't listen to the end of the episode? No, I was told not to listen to the last 30 minutes by several listeners. Mm, good, good. We were, uh, yes, good. We were complaining. Uh-huh. Oh, there about, it is. Okay, never mind. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> we were complaining about how we didn't know where to go on Saturday. Oh, well. And then on. we found out where to go. So yeah. or, or what's <laughs> happening. With the, oh, I mean, like, come on, it's me. No, it's okay. Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, luckily, we got an email from you last night. Yes. Well, that, here's the thing, guys. What's if you thing? are expecting me to be a great planner... Then you are expecting too much, and I will let you down every time. Fair enough. Hey, right? Where's that? Where's that schedule? Schedule? Yeah, like uh, something, something to give, uh, something for the MCs to work with. Oh, do you need that? I mean, ideally. Oh, okay. I could send you that. That tonight. is typical. Oh, again. That See? is typical, Rook. You will be let down. <laughs> Oh, sure. Right. You will be let down. I I can give you that for sure tonight. I mean, ideally. Okay, so yeah, Steve is emceeing the wedding, and I just haven't told him how the events are going to go yet, but that's okay. Whatever. Me and uh, Jen, the co-MC, have yeah. been thinking of dastardly deeds to do to you. Oh, that's cool. And uh, you'll enjoy them. I have a question. Okay. <laughs> Why do I have to be at your house for 9.30? Well, like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Most people, I figure, we're going to show up late, but I, I want everybody there for 11 when the when the photographer shows up. And I figured it'd be good to get everybody in the room hanging out, having a beer or a mimosa. And, you know, I got food plates. I got food coming. Oh. And, uh, when's, and I just, when's that arrive? 
Oh, that's good. Don't worry. That'll arrive with me at 8 a.m. So oh, okay. don't worry. It's, Do you have any gluten-free, vegan-friendly food coming? I mean, it's it's from my mom's favorite place, so I probably. My mom actually made the order, not me. Jesse, okay. what, what do you think? 1057? <clears throat> 1058. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, not, whatever. We're going to play NHL 3s. And Saturday you guys morning. can not play NHL 3s with us. That's fine. That's fine. But I, all I'm saying is I want you there so we can take some pictures. Hey. Because our, the photographer shows up a lot. Do you have a PSN login? I do. And an internet connection? Oh yeah, God. I do. All right, wow. so I'll see you on my couch and you be on your couch. And we'll, we'll just play threes. I just want That'd everybody to know, I want you to be careful who you invite into your wedding party. Just make sure that, you know, that they deserve it. You know what would be even better is if I passed <laughs> Adam's place and went to yours <laughs> and played NHL from there. That'd be cool. Let's do it. All right. Saturday. We high five. Saturdays Twice. are for the plebs. <laughs> Saturdays, Saturdays are for the children. <laughs> Saturdays are for we the plebs. We high five <laughs> twice last episode. Did we? We did. What was the second one? Uh, the I first forget. one was division. Yeah, and then we high fived at the end of it because I think we had a good episode and we high fived on it. it. Just feels good. You, it's great high fiving you because I couldn't possibly miss your hand. It's true. It's just like it, it creates wind. You know what we we can't do? What? Two of us can't high five when Adam's here because we'll be leaving someone out. So I'm just like that ever stopped Adam's, the two of you. Adam's return has eliminated our Why awesome did I show up today? I, I just got over the fucking flu, and you guys are just going to be like this. Listen, I get that you guys have a love affair, but like, come on. Come on. We got to talk about a game last night in Toronto. We do. A game where Nathan McKinnon, the league's most prolific player right now, was shut down, but his team was not. And banged up. Banged up a little bit. And that, at the time we're recording this, uh, that Habs game is just starting. Habs and Avalanche. Uh, Samuel Gerrard the supposedly... Avalanche. The Avalanche. Uh, Samuel Gerrard supposedly has um, like 400 family members there at the game. Because <laughs> he's, I mean, his first uh, game at the Bell Center, right? But I would like to know how Nathan McKinnon looks tonight. And based on the end of the game, I'm a little surprised he's even playing. I don't remember who it was who rocked him, but he got rocked. Well, it was a, what do they think it was, a tight lower back or something like that, which can just be, that can just affect everything you do. And yes. it's like, it, it's one little thing, like you're reaching for the remote and you throw your back out, which I have done, and it is the worst. You ever cough the wrong way? <laughs> or sneezed? I've, I've uh, that was the, the first time I ever threw out my back. When I was 13, I uh, threw out my back with a sneeze. It's the worst. 13 That's terrible. years old. Stupid. But uh, you are a, he's, a he's young old man. And bounces back. No, you know what it was? Your nah. old man. Oh, we won't get it all into the specifics. You, you know why I hurt my back? Because I got this hip problem. Well, you, you see, see because, you, see? you know. Um, okay, so you know what? Sometimes I felt like I watched last night's game and I thought, okay, sometimes you lose a good game. Uh, what what was it that I called it last year? Like a fair loss? Like a noble that loss? That felt like a fair loss. It. You know what would have made it feel uh, a lot more noble? If Andreas Borgman hadn't coughed up the puck a couple times? Well, there was that. Yeah, I couldn't decide what I was more mad about. Was I more mad about that, or was I more mad about the Austin Matthews goal not counting? Because when Matthews scored a second time, and they actually counted that one, the Leafs were winning the game. The first team in 10 games to get a lead on the Avalanche. And then Borgman made his second big mistake of the game. Now, I, I think felt, that's what I'm more I upset felt about. bad about the second big error, because I felt like he... That can happen to anybody, and has. It, but it happened to him after the first thing happened. 
And it's been a bad stretch of like five or six games for Borgman. He's looked like crap in his own end. And uh, it's like we talked about with Kadri. Um, Borgman's making me look stupid. Andreas, I was cheering for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? And he's been messing up. Made me feel like Tyra Banks. Um, now, I'm going to read you something from the NHL rulebook regarding the goal. That was tweeted at us several times today from Angry Leafs fans. I hope I didn't set off that peak thing that you fixed last uh, episode. Uh, this one yeah. is specifically from Michael, but um, several people tweeted this to me, and I guess it was on Reddit. Uh, I saw that. In a rebound situation, or where a goalkeeper and offensive player or players are simultaneously attempting to play a loose puck, whether inside or outside the crease, incidental content... <coughs> incidental contact with the goalkeeper will be permitted, and any goal that is scored as a result thereof will be allowed. So, based on that, it sounds like they... Can you read that one more time? Yeah. In a rebound situation, or where a goalkeeper and offensive player or players are simultaneously attempting to play a loose puck, i.e. Austin Matthews trying to play a loose puck around Jonathan Bernier, whether inside or outside the crease, incidental contact with the goalkeeper will be permitted, and any goal that is scored as a result thereof will be allowed. Why wasn't that a goal? How was so, that not a goal? Because my, my thought when I saw, saw that happen was, I don't hate the call. I hate the rule. No, I hate both. I hate both. Use your head. Because they're calling Use the rule. Use your head. He had no idea where the puck was. They're calling the rule based on the interpretation that we've been led to believe all year, except yeah, you if that is in the rule in the crease, book, if those but, words are in the rule book, and that... Reddit person didn't make that up, then they've been calling it wrong all year. Bernier, they've been calling it wrong all year. Yeah, Martin Biron nailed it. Like, Bernier didn't really complain about it at the time. And also, he had no idea where the puck was. He had no idea where the puck was. The, it's <clears throat> You're reviewing for what? Is it, we're reviewing to see if Austin Matthews touched the goalie. That's not what they announced. We're reviewing goalie interference. Was he interfered with? Oh, his stick was around Austin's ankle. So. You know how it would have been interference is if the puck was in front of him, because that's where he was looking. Puck was behind him. He didn't know Austin did. Austin scored. That should count. What happened? Jesse, wh why am I wrong? I see it in your <laughs> eyes. Just say it. Just say it. Why am I wrong? <clears throat> why? Yeah, I just... Yeah, he's just... I, I just think it's funny how. An Avalanche <laughs> jersey at home. <laughs> Joe Sackick was a saint, and you're disrespecting his legacy. Um, I just... <clears throat> can you read the rule one more time? One more time. One more time. In a rebound situation, or where a goalkeeper and offensive player or players are simultaneously attempting to play a loose puck, whether inside or outside the crease... Incidental contact with the goalkeeper will be permitted, and any goal that is scored as a result thereof will be allowed. Okay. Mm. So, I don't have the video in front of me, but it didn't. It doesn't seem like it's a direct rebound. The situation where you break it down to the point where the puck, okay, the puck's loose. Mm -hmm. Matthews yeah. is going for it. Yeah. And he's <clears throat> clearly touching the goaltender while he's going for a puck. Is that not what goaltender interference is? He touches his blocker. See, to me, goaltender interference needs to be, I push Steve out of the way mm -hmm. and the puck win it. Or impede Steve's path. Yeah. Sure. Bernie's yeah. path was 
There in was front a, of him. The path to the puck was through Bernier, and that should be allowed. He didn't mm. know where it was. Right? But the spirit of the rule, since it's been called since starting this season, this has season. been... If you're making contact with the goalie, we got to call it goalie interference because you're kind of in the way. Right. And that, to me, so, changes the fundamental of the game. Yeah, but it's been called like that all season, so I don't hate that they called it this way. I'm with you. I'm like, okay. That's I'm not surprised. This year, this 16, or 17, 18 NHL, that's what goalie interference is. Okay. That's you, cool. You know that they, they got it right. He's I'm right. Glad you he's specified right. 17, 18 because every time, it's funny. A lot of Oilers fans really don't like me until I post something like that and they go, that got called back. They're so scarred from that Anaheim series. They're mm. so scarred because you look at the goal that it, that counted in that one. The Kessler one was shocking. And this one got called back. I just. I think, yeah, I think Jesse's point, right. You got to use your head. Well, and, and use your head. Then I think what happens is at the GM meetings, because I can't, I can't imagine there hasn't been a team that's been burned by this. I'm sure yeah. all teams have been burned by this. Uh, it's not a woe is the Leafs thing. No, of course not. But I, but I mean, I feel like this is one of those things that they have to change. So you're Boy, leaving it like, more up to interpretation. <clears throat> to the no, refs you, you or... either clarify, which you can do, uh, or you change the way you call it, and yeah. and you use this one, and and there are certainly others out there as a. As a um, an example of what you can't do or how you can't call it. <coughs> Sorry, I'm really struggling here. I don't know why I Jeez. started coughing all of a sudden. I was fine <clears throat> my entire show. Um, so I think that's sort of part of the problem is that it's it's the interpretation is wrong, and the interpretation messes with the fundamentals of hockey, which are sometimes goal is going to get bumped, man. And it and unless it pushes the, it literally did not impede Bernier stopping that puck. That's when it's goaltender interference. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, and also, I remember when you would see a play like that where you go, well, I don't know, could go either way. And the call on the ice was a certain thing. You could be damn sure 99% of the time the call was going to remain that thing. Refs weren't going <laughs> to reverse their call. And now I just have no idea, and I sit there, and I... Also, three minutes. Three minutes that review took, at least. Well, and, and from a from an entertainment perspective, and you got to look at it like that, because that's what this is, it's terrible. It's trash. It, they like, they got to put a clock talking, on it. You talk about a huge moment, and it led to a bigger moment with Austin, and it's too bad they didn't win to capitalize oh, on that I moment. Know. Well, and the third goal was a little <clears> his fault, too. Um, but, boy, does that suck the energy out of every fucking building. And excuse my language, but hold I was sitting there going, God, you just killed the moment again. You know what? No. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't suck the here, do you want to pause? I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I don't think it sucks the energy out of the building. Um sucking the energy out of the building would be like adding apathy or like making the fans not care. For me, it creates resentment for the sport. It That's yeah, which is creates resentment worse. for the sport. For the league, because like it's it's I don't know. Again, I'm not like a hockey authority. I didn't hashtag play the game and all that. Thanks, Jesse. Um, Recola. But like I've been to games again. Like I've, I've told the story before. A buddy from Scotland visited, and I took him to his first ever game. And we took I taught him everything everything from scratch. The whole first period, I talked, I talked, I talked. 
Second period comes around and he's reciting things back to me. He goes, that was offside. And I go, oh my God, my baby took his first steps. But then something would happen and he'd go, what happened there? And I go, I don't know. I don't know. Why'd he call that? I don't know. I don't know. There's just, there's too many plays where I just go, I don't understand this sport. And most hardcore fans don't understand this sport. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Avalanche not, fans were tweeting me that it was bullshit. It, it, it was. It was. But again, I, I'm with Jesse. I think that the way that they've called it all year is that way. Okay. So, well, I, I, so I don't disagree with how they called. I disagree with the rule as it stands. Yeah, I, I think it's too far to call it bullshit. If like, the majority not, of the fans hate the call, then the rule sucks. Sure. Right, but, but it's something you shouldn't. You but that's can't not let the, ref's the inmates fault. run the There's, asylum. You can't just. Oh, the fans hate it. Let's I also <laughs> hate when somebody other than the Leafs wins, and that <laughs> yeah. happens every year, and they haven't changed that yet. <laughs> to to edit a quote a friend of mine had about Toronto, uh, <laughs> hockey. It'll be a great sport when it's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You said that before, and, yeah. and I agree. I mean, I think it's just. I think with this, this is going to be one of those things. They go into the GM meetings. They go in the summer meeting. Whatever they do. And, you know, they always go to the GM meetings and all the sports guys pull out their polo shirts. They got their golfing polo shirts on. Ugh. It's like, I got, no, this guy's got this striped polo shirt. This guy's got this light blue polo shirt. Oh, I didn't see him in that color. A lot of variety at those NHL GM meetings. <laughs> Just a bunch of polo shirts, really man. A lot of you know what? diversity. At the GM meetings this year, I want to I wanna do like Where a, were you going a, with a polo this shirts before fashion you got show. distracted by your polo, polo shirt, shirt fashion, I just love it. <laughs> I just love the polo shirts that come out. I want to do a polo shirt fashion show. Who's wearing a blazer over their polo shirt? Who's got a Who's got a one of those like uh, messenger bags over their polo shirt because it's casual? All right, man. First order of business. Who's got the Mike Weir collection today? Hmm? Hmm? Do you like this? You like this? All of our American friends are like, "Why would you buy a Mike Weir shirt?" We have one golfer. I don't know. I I bought one six years ago, so that's the only kind of golf shirt I know. That's amazing. So when they send you down, you'll be wearing that polo shirt. Yeah. Um, to ask the question again, where were you going with the, that? The, where I was going with it is <laughs> when the GM meetings come up, that's something you discuss. Okay. And you change it for next year. They have to. Competition committee. That's. I mean, they have to. Cool. Another thing, and moving uh, on, from, like, listen, callback goals are going to happen. What's like, going to suck, though, is during Game 7 and overtime, when they don't call it back, like they did with the Brett Hall goal in 1999, which should never have counted, by the way. Should yep. never have counted. Yep. Um, Dallas might have still won that series, but that Brett Hall goal should have never counted. To Jesse's Rules point, are different in the playoffs. Well, uh, right? No, like, to your no, point, every the sport rule in, in every 1999, sport yeah. the rule was, if you look at the crease... It's getting called back. His foot was in it. Correction. The rule in the regular season was that. The rule in the playoffs is completely different. What a trash league. No, it's like that in every sport. <laughs> every sport changes for the playoffs. Yep. Well, um, what the hell was this? This is regular season. Ugh. This game. Yeah, this what, is a playoff 46? team, the Leafs, versus a non-playoff so team, the Abs. No, the Abs are in a playoffs. Are they now? You're saying Damn. come playoff time, that Matthews goals. Uh, goal I don't. Counts? I don't know that. Depends on the. Start. What is your th- read? I, on I would it? say that would be that would be called back. It would be in the a, playoffs. It would yeah. be. Can you imagine that happens? Oh my god! Did the Leafs have any goals called back in the playoffs? I don't remember. I don't know because they didn't call. Any? Any, they didn't. They don't really they, call goals back in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, they will be this year. The challenges yeah. will be great. But um, I, I think that one's called back any time of the year. Um, one know, thing. It's just another play <clears> that made <throat> me go ugh. Yeah, it I just, agree. What in like it's just exhausting. What they need to have is beyond a competition committee is a um 
rate of play committee. It kills me, the amount of stoppage when I'm watching hockey. It kills me. Hmm. It's driving me nuts. Well, and it's, it's funny that they're not more <laughs> vigilant about that sort of thing because, you know, they've really tried to cut back on whistles. Mm-hmm. They've, they've tried to do things that, you know, speed up the icing process for sure. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the two-line pass. Okay, here's this is next. Oh, we sped it all up. Now we're going to slow it all down again. It's like think, a, it, didn't Don Cherry say they should bring back the red line? No, no, Don, they should they definitely not. Should not, not no, Don, no, stop. Oh, bring back the red line. Slow yeah. it down. Clutch and grab. How about uh, no? They're done. <laughs> um, beyond the beyond the goal, because I think there was more to the game. Of course, it was abundantly clear that Matt Martin and Freddie Gauthier could not keep up. I had an epiphany last night, and it was it was good. It was healthy. It's. It's good to acknowledge you're wrong, and it's good to figure out why you're wrong. Because they were, everyone was dumping on Goche after a particularly bad play where the fourth line got hemmed in their own zone. They were bad all night, though, man. They were. <clears throat> and I was looking at the play going, all right, that was Freddie Goche's worst shift of the season. Argu- right. Arguably of his pro career. That was freaking terrible. Um, and everyone started jumping, up, uh, jumping on him, and I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Like, Goat, since his call-up, has been fine. And everyone really civilly was just like, you are categorically wrong. <laughs> you are so off on Gautier. Stevie just doesn't have it. Here's this number. Here's that number. Here's that number. And I'm like, whoa, why is everyone jumping down my throat? And then I look at the numbers and I go, wow. Okay, I did not. I had no idea he was that bad. What was the scoring chances again last, against last night? When he was on the ice, I think it was 16-4. Yes, I think you're right, and I think on the season, like his Corsi four percentage is like 37. It's terrible, and so I'm going, okay, why is why is my eye test so off? And with Martin too, because I've watched, I saw him do a couple things against the Avalanche, and I'm like, I like that. He's got some jump tonight, absolutely. But with the fourth line, and particularly Martin, and you know sometimes Gautier too, there's a lot of energy that goes nowhere. And my eyes are biased towards offense. If you do something that looks productive in the offensive zone and it looks like it's going to lead to a scoring chance, that's worth, like, three stick checks in the defensive zone to me. Like, in, in my own subconscious mental scoring system, that's what I have. And so I saw Gauthier, like, have a couple decent offensive zone things last night and Martin, too, and I'm like, ah, they're, they're having a good game. And then when they get hemmed in their own zone, I just kind of ignore it. <laughs> Which I really, no, you can't do that. So for the rest of the game, I was putting hyper-focus on that. And then just going, ooh, <laughs> this line sucks. And it sucked so much that this morning, Goche went back to the Marlies. Kapanen came up, and Martin was scratched. That's how, that's, like, at, at least they're looking. Now, He's this not is gonna, scratched yet. But they're, they're going to do this for one game. You just ruined the whole show for me. Like, what? the whole podcast. What? I can't trust you anymore. Yeah? Your hockey opinion. Oh, I mean, you shouldn't have in the first place. That's what I would say. (laughs) For years, people have been listening to you talk about hockey. And it took a bunch of people on Twitter to get you to think straight. You know... I'm so disappointed right now. uh, Sometimes I'll get tweets from people like, how don't you know that? You're supposed to be an expert. And I'm like, who told you that? (laughs) Who told you that? It's you and me are the same. Uh, We're the same. Mm. 
we <clears throat> talk about hockey and yell and scream. The difference is maybe I'm louder. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I read more. I don't know. I don't even think I read as much as Adam. Adam's like, what, what did you say the other day? You're like, I read 14 articles a day. I don't know if I said that. You, it I was read, a double digit. No, it was an, an alarming number. And I remember mm, being like, mm. I do not read that much. Well, I, I read. Well, you need to do it for your job. Yeah. It's different. But I read, well, I like, I read hockey stuff. I read three it's or four websites job. every day, <laughs> top to bottom. I don't know. I don't, and listen, I don't, ex, I don't understand everything because Tyler Della writes stuff and I'm like, okay, just mm. uh, scroll down to the conclusion. <laughs> question, question mark, boom. Or, or like Andrew, sometimes I'm like, oh, this graph does not make sense to me. So I'll, I'm going to scroll down to the conclusion. Dello had <laughs> such a ruthless line last night. It was after the, the third Colorado goal, Matthews with the bad back check. And he goes, where was the point on that goal, Austin? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. good That's line. It, it crushed me because I was like, and I got nothing for that. No, you, can't come, you can't come back from that. So here, um, anyway, what, what are the lines? Hyman, Matthews, Nylander, Marlowe, Kadri, Marner. Mark Edmar! Yeah! That's crazy that that happened after we named it episode after. And they tried it in the third period too. Yeah. Insane. JVR, so Bozak, Brown, <laughs> Komarov, Moore, Kapanen. That is a functional fourth line. That allows you to roll four lines. <clears throat> it allows your fourth line to not suck. It allows you to rest guys if you need to. Mm -hmm. Some tasty lines. What? Komarov, Moore, Kapanen. I yes, like that. Please. Good possession. Yep. Except for Komarov. Um, Justin Bourne. Some noted speed. Some, some speed, but also some bite. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if Komarov is such a great leader and great defensive stalwart, like Babcock has touted him, now you're not burning him out. If, okay, let's pretend we're just totally not seeing it with Komarov and he is absolutely, he's even more important than Babcock says he is. Wouldn't it make sense to not play him 20 minutes a night for the final 35 games of the season heading into the playoffs? Which I don't think they're going to do. I just don't think they're but no. this this lineup the way it is will not stay this way. Mike Babcock says it'll come back to the normal way after the All-Star break. Yeah, but it's a five-year plan that changes every day, as it was either Lou Lamorello or Brendan Shanahan famously said. Remember the uh, rotation of Borgman, Carrick, and, and uh, Dermot? Dermot? Who thinks Dermot's coming out of the lineup? Oh, you can't. You can't take him out. He's a leaf. When Riley and, Zeitz have, now. When Riley and Zeitz have come back, do you think Dermot ever... Sits out again? No. He can't. You can't you can't intelligently sit him. I don't think so. And Carrick's looked pretty good too. He has. Last and couple you know games. What? He's looked good with Jake Gardner. Uh and he's looked good with Dermot. Oh God. That's a functional third pair. I'm really falling. I'm I'm falling for Dermot. I'm really <laughs> falling for him. But uh Carrick Carrick, um it's it's interesting. I wonder if he's just been played in the wrong role. Well, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what his role was going into the season. And you know what? I'm going to ask. Too. I'm going to ask that we take a pause here because I'm going to need a maintenance break. I don't know what the hell is happening. Yeah, to me. dude, you got to let me just clean go, myself up. Go, and, Loogie, Loogie yeah, yeah. His batteries. Yeah, hang on. Thank you for the maintenance break. I'm all. I think you I'm good? all cleaned up. You're yeah, man. I don't know what out? the hell happened. I was fine, and then I wasn't fine. And I anyway. That happened um, to me a couple podcasts ago. I was like, no, go ahead, you're fine. <laughs> just keep talking. You, I'm just, fine. you drank water the wrong way, though. That's all. <laughs> it just, yeah. yeah, that was like your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this other thing lately, so I've gotten back into spicy food, uh, and some spicy foods make me hiccup, and hiccuping makes you like 
kind of inhale irregularly, and mm. then you're just literally spicy food is going into your windpipes, and then you're just dying and coughing and. Yeah, but it tastes good. So. Um, I uh, I have this fear with hiccups. There's people apparently that have had hiccups the rest of their lives. Oh, every God. time I get them, I get this fear like I'm never going to lose this and I'm going to be stuck like this shit forever because I hate hiccups. But then think of all the shows you can go <clears> on, <throat> all the daytime talk shows that you They're can be featured gone. on. They're all gone. Maury and Sally, Jesse, Raphael oh, and Jenny Jones are all gone. You would have such a successful YouTube channel. Like what? Just, a, like what a bit. What a great bit. Just just listen to Smash Mouth and hiccup. Your thing should be like having. Hey now, you're. A... <laughs> no. oh, okay. Here's B movie. Except every time they pause, <laughs> it's me hiccuping. <laughs> Ten million views, everybody. Honestly, I bet that would work. Ten million views. You know what? That would probably do really well. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. The Steve Dangle been... <laughs> podcast, but every time Connor Carrick's brought up, this podcast speeds up. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. Um, That'd be great. You asked about Connor Carrick's role. What was his role? And it, it, it was he miscast in the role that they're expecting? Because what we keep hearing is that he's not supposed to be, in Mike Babcock's view, an everyday defenseman. He's a guy that's in enti- his entire career. He will fight to be in the lineup. His entire career? He's the like, best supporting actor. Come on, Mike. Best right. actor. No, that's like a third pairing <laughs> guy, his best supporting actor. Mike's making him into an extra. Like, that's that's not good. That's, or these, that's, maybe that's the challenge he's put before Connor. Mm, he needs to get even better. But he's played really well. And he's getting up over 18 minutes a game. Well, out of necessity. But I don't know. I just look at, so who's he been with? He's been with Dermot, you said? Dermot, um, recently. And then he played with Gardner as well. Because they played together all last right. year. Yeah. So I look at Riley and his success with Hainsey. Mm-hmm. So you got Riley, who's an extreme talent, and you got Hainsey, who's a good delegator. Mm-hmm. And he's on the ice, and it's uh, they've come out with really good footage recently, and uh, the mics picked up Hainsey barking out orders at Riley. Gardner hasn't had that. Like, in his defense, we keep making fun of all his dumb decisions, but, I mean, who's he been— never had a dad. He's never had defense a dad. Defense dad. I'm trying to think of all his defense dads. Fanuf. Who they did play together, right? Yeah, and he was, you know, kind of er, uh, erratic. Uh, Cody Franzen, mm-hmm. I remember, and decent enough defenseman uh, back then, but great delegator. I don't know, like who was his vet? Who was the guy who taught him stuff? Well, we haven't really had a great stalwart defenseman for a long time. This has been the funny thing with with uh, hangarounds from the previous uh, regime is they all got these ridiculous blemishes, and for a lot of them, it seems like it'll never go away properly. You hear what Babcock said about Komarov uh, playing with Kadri and how he likes Komarov with Kadri because he checks him like 10 times a game to, to make sure, I don't oh, know, he's paying mean. attention and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that a thing, Babcock? Said? Yeah, he that, said that today. Yeah, and that bothered me. Why? I, I think it bothered a lot of people because they're like, just another excuse to keep Komarov on the Kadri line. For me, it bothered me like, okay, if that's true, Naz was drafted in 2009. This is his seventh NHL season. He shouldn't need that. And I bark at JVR for not having a total well-rounded game and Bozak's kind of a weird player and Gardner, for the love of God. Riley was a little too young for the previous regime. Like, they've Mm -hmm. really... Kind of turned him into a nice little reclamation project, but 
all the other hangarounds from like the from like the 2013 playoffs drive me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Gardner's one of those guys. Well, he, he, he hasn't had a delegate. So, like, I just feel like like Carrick is his Hainsy, is what I'm saying. Right. Like, see why that's weird? Gardner's mm. got was it four assists the last two games, <coughs> and he's been playing with Hainsy. I'm not saying that Hainsy's the straw that stirs the drink, but I mean, he maybe could, maybe he could just use somebody who's steady next to him. Yeah. How much do you guys worry about a 36 year old being burned out by the end of the year? Um, I don't have much worry about. Marlowe, who's even older, Hainsy, but Hainsey. his no, no, I know, oh. yeah. but his role is also easier. Um, I'd be more worried if it looked like he was slowing down. It looks like he's warming up. It looks mm. like he just seems to be getting better and more comfortable. You can you can tell a lot not just by play but by like body language and enthusiasm. Like uh, yeah, I like what you said about warming up. His enthusiasm seems to be picking mm-hmm. up because he seems to be able to take. But he still has thirty games to go. Sure, that's true. Um, <laughs> hopefully more. You know what? I <laughs> yeah. I, I want to believe that he can do it, and I I want to believe that he can do it because, um, you know, on that line, Morgan Riley does a lot of the skating. Um, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the other thing is, you know, Hainsy does do a lot of the penalty killing. Of course, like they just leave him out there. Yeah. But. What's interesting about Hainsey is that when you when you are penalty killing, if you are in a defensive diamond or square or whatever it is your team does, you're not doing a whole lot of skating. It's a lot of side to side. I've always side to side, side that to side. About you're the not, PK and the power play. Like what, which is more tiring? Because sometimes it looks like the power play. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I think for sometimes it, it is. It's a you know you're you're boxing guys out and that sort of thing. And I get that. And I know I, I know there's tremendous physical strain. But I feel like with Hainsey. He's an intelligent hockey player. There's very there's a there's an intellect there, and I feel like he knows how to manage himself. Um, and they don't throw him out in situations like, thank God he's not playing like the power play or something like that. You know, where we you used to have two defensemen on the power play, um, and you used to have to worry about who who of my six defensemen I need four of them to play on the power play, and you guys that didn't belong there. Um, so I I feel like Hainsey's fine. I think he's going to be good. Um, I think the role they're using in him is perfect, and I think that's what happens. When it, and when we bring it back to Carrick for a second, the role that he was cast in at the beginning of the season, I think Mike Babcock wants a big, strong, and he keeps using the word heavy, which is why he uses Roman Polak <sighs> back there. He likes Roman, his big players. And, and I get that. Fine. But the, the, the problem with that is that Connor Carrick is nasty, but he's not heavy, and he's not big. So... He'll never fit that role, and he'll never make you happy in that role. But lo and behold, you put him with Dermot, and you put him with Gardner, and play him the way that they have played him, and he's been great. So I, I wonder if it's I wonder if this, and I hate to say this because you've got Morgan Riley and Nikita Zaitsev down, mm-hmm. but I wonder if this wasn't one of the best things that could have happened because it cast those players in a different light. It gave like Dermot did something, and I think they even replayed it on the broadcast last night where he drove the puck into the zone, fought for it in the corner for a second, and then put his hand up and said, I'm coming back. Yep, I saw and it. I He did that more than once. Was it Nylander that came in afterwards? I don't remember. Anyway, it was, it was, that's a defenseman taking control of the play that he started, and I really like that. And I think that that's the kind of, yeah, like, if you're playing 11 minutes a night, the chances of you being able to do that, you know, 11 minutes a night on the, on the lowest thing and you're playing with Roman Polak, what are the chances you're going to be able to do, make a play like that? Right. And that's that's not Roman Polak's fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's just here here are, here are the realities. But when you need Dermot to step up, he does, and he did it well. And I feel like um, with Dermot stepping up, with Carrick stepping up, why not those two? Why not? And, and James Myrtle actually has suggested this. 
um, uh, Borgman seemed discombobulated the last few games. He seems a little off. He needs some time in the Marlies. Set, send him to the Marlies. Yep. Let him play 20 minutes for four or five games and bring him back up. You can do that. I was I was confused today <clears throat> by the by the pairings at practice that uh, Borgman was still in. Um, because I mean, there's a reason Valiev was called up. Oh, I think Valiev was called up for insurance. I don't think he was called up because he's going to play. No, I think they're going to play him. I think they're going to play him, and I think they want to see what they have with him. Really? Yeah. Babcock, um, whenever he talks about the players he's liked on the Marlies, like, it's it's funny. They don't really, I feel like the Leafs don't think of Kapanen as a Marley. No, he's and he's not. He's a Leaf who just has to play elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas uh, Valiev, whenever they talk about the Marlies, uh, Babcock is always sure to mention him. And I had Heart of Lad uh, from SB Nation. He was featured in the LFR today, and he was telling me about um, Valiev. And supposedly his pair with Justin Hall has been together all season long in the minors. Uh, Keith really likes him. I've said multiple times in the show that Valiev plays on the right side. He has not mm-hmm. this season. He's been on the left. Kills penalties. Been a reliable defender. It's kind of big. I don't know. That sounds like a Mike Babcock guy to me. Might be. Might be. Um, now, something CJ mentioned this weekend, and I thought this was really, really interesting. He mentioned, and this is the first time anybody's ever talked about this, and I wanted to have him on the show tonight because I wanted him to address this. I was surprised that when it came up in the panel, they didn't extrapolate more on it. Um, so CJ is going to join us next week, and we're going to talk about yeah, it. There's not, there's not a lot of time on headlines. <laughs> no, there isn't, but I'm surprised they didn't go in it's on this bangers. one. Every week it is. Bangers. Um, CJ said, you're talking about the, the Freddie Anderson stuff, and I loved all the, the, the commentary. I wanted to do a podcast on Friday, even though I was super sick, just because of the Freddie Anderson thing. It made and, sense <clears throat> for you to not come in. And I, what was hilarious about it, to me, the Freddie Anderson stuff, is that this guy stands up and tells the truth, and you got people going on TV saying... How dare he? How well, dare he? And no, no, publicly. I listen, I understand that, oh, he publicly, you know, he, so what? As if we all didn't see that and as if we all haven't said that. You know what I loved about that? It means that their head's in the right place. That signals to me that they're saying all the stuff that we're thinking. And they're probably on a way different wavelength, like higher wavelength of hockey, right? They see hockey, they they breathe it. They, they every every day they're in a they're at a different level of hockey. But we're seeing this stuff, mm-hmm. and we're getting nothing from the team that says, "Yeah, we get it, and we got to work on that." We finally got somebody, a leader in that room, yep. and I think Freddie established that he's a leader by yep. saying that, saying this is not good enough. Players need to decide whether if they want to play for this team or not. And that, I thought, was really interesting. And what CJ had to say was, the new guard is the word he used. The new guard was a little frustrated with the old guard. Some of the guys left over, as you talked about, from the last regime. The second power play unit is almost exclusively the old guard. With the exception of Marner, it's Gardner. Or no, well, Riley was on it the other day. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's Riley. I messed up. But he could be part of the old guard. Yes. Or or the new guard. He's like no. Nah, he was old. drafted by the old guard. Current yeah, current. Old. Guard, he was drafted by Brian Burke. He's old. Well, guard. Anyway, JVR Bozak and Kadri are three of the four forwards. Again, and then, then that's saying. and what's interesting is JVR has been a ghost as they, well. They by went the way. right into, and I Chris doesn't bring that. He's like Elliot, Elliot Friedman. He doesn't bring things up unless there's a reason. Hmm. And what he said was, well, that's national TV. 
Right. You should be but even the, with it's the little details with him that you got to pay attention to, at least I find. And what he said was, if there's differing agendas, the history with Lou Lamorello is he moves you out, which suggests to me that there might be differing agendas or there might have been differing agendas. And what does that mean? To me, it means there's guys who are expire, on expiring contracts that are not going to be here that are maybe, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case but maybe the perception is that they are not playing their best. And I think the numbers and I think their play could back that up. I don't think that any of those three forwards that on expiring contracts have had a great year this year. And I don't care what you tell me about JVR's goals. I'm, I'm looking at the rest of it. He is yeah. a better player than this. And, and I, and I think, I think we, we can fully admit that. I was, I was talking about that with Berkshire over text the other day. I was like, he's got one thing. Berkshire but goes, damn, is he good at that one thing? He's though. very good at that one thing. But, but it is literally one thing. And Tyler Bozak has not been. Like, what happened to the Tyler Bozak last year? I don't know. What happened? What happened know. to Leo Komarov last year? The Leo Komarov that we saw last year? Leo, I don't know. I get a little annoyed at people picking on him because I'm like, okay, he didn't forget how to play hockey. No. Like, but he's got a 19-goal season. He's got a 14-goal season. You can't tell me they were both flukes. Like, this guy's on pace for, what, like, three goals on a goalie this season? Like, I think he's got a couple empty netters. Mm-hmm. Come on. He's not this bad. But that's, In the same way the Kadri's not this bad. But, but in, in Steve, the that's that exactly in. my point. Why? Why is this happening? And that... I, I think it's I, usage I, for him, but for, okay. Bozak, Bozak, I have no idea. <coughs> to answer your question with Bozak, I have no idea. And that JVR Bozak Marner line to me has just not worked. What was weird to me with Bozak last season, and I just kind of went along with it, because, I mean, last season was a party, and I didn't want to... Wreck the party. I didn't want to wreck that party. It was a fantastic time, and that's been an increasing storyline. But everyone's like, oh, Babcock fixed Bozak. And I'm like, really? Is it that simple? <laughs> like, we look at the he best season... Cadre. Yeah, but we look at the best season of Bozak's career, and we go, ah, well, fixed. Done. This is what he's like forever now doesn't work that way when you hit 30. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very rare that you discover yourself when you hit 30. Johnny Bauer. Like, there's yeah. a reason Johnny Bauer, like, has this lore about him. Like, it's it's incredible that he did what he did. For the most part, once you hit 30, I mean, like, guys like Marlowe, he's been great forever. And Hainsey has been steady forever. Bozak, eh, he's very one-dimensional for a very long time. He has one particularly good season, and we went, ah, fixed. I, I've i said it multiple times in this show. You need to be three centers deep, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Leafs are. Not the way they're playing, and that's that's the interesting part. So, I <laughs> At this point, they're one. I want to talk to CJ about, about that, about the old guard, the new guard, because it seems like... And and Mike Babcock had alluded to this. Marner might give Kadri a kick in the ass, though. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm talking slow. I'm trying not to cough. Or vice versa. Um, you know, it seems like the he kept saying the guys are taking account for themselves now. They're calling, they're they're taking ownership of this team. Well, who was taking ownership of this team? Which players specifically? And the players that were brought up were the ones that were on vacation together. It's funny. This feels like an old conversation, but it's brand new with you, mm-hmm. I think. Did you have it last episode? I, I, I think so. <clears throat> but Babcock, when talking about those comments from Freddie, seemed giddy. Like he was so happy. And I think, I think there's a very specific reason why the Leafs don't have a captain. 
And people keep talking about like, oh, they don't want to, you know, they don't need one. They don't want to put the pressure on them. Oh, this market. No, it's because they don't deserve one. No one has emerged yet. But with with this, I think I think people are starting to show themselves. I wonder if they let Patrick Marlowe be captain for like two years. Ah, uh, no, they won't do that. They won't do that. No, no, no. But one interesting thing about the, I mean, the Freddie comments, because they went public, could have gone really sideways. But what they did was create a hero. They created a hero for the Ottawa game. Do you think we would have heard about the Patrick Marlowe speech at second intermission had that had the Freddie comments not happened? No. I don't think so. It would have just been like, yeah, well, we started playing good, and we played good, and we won. Great. If the Leafs played Matthews, Kadri, or Matthews, Marlowe, Kadri down the middle, would you be happier? Yes. I hope that's what they do for the playoffs. God, I like be beautiful. I loved Marlowe at center. Dude, Matthews, Kadri, Marlowe, Komarov. I don't hate Komarov at center, man. Bobby Cappuccino uh, posted that on Twitter yesterday. And then you can have a fourth line of, well, who, who do they got now? Who do they got? The fourth oh, yeah, line you, is Komarov, Moore, Kapanen. Right. So you take Moore back out. Sorry, Dom. And you have Levo, Komarov, Kapanen. Come Does on. Bozak move to wing? On the Kadri's line? Like, where are you playing Bozak? Oh, good point. I guess you trade him. Well, yeah. it, it, no, in Bobby's thing, <laughs> sorry. Quick. All right. In Bobby's thing, okay. he didn't he he had Bozak there. So yeah, I didn't think that through. Hey, Bozak is a fourth line center? I mean, surely he can handle that. Mm-hmm. So who comes in and who goes out if you run Marlowe at center on your second line? I haven't thought about it. Well, I'm asking. You I, to I think guess about I'll think it. about it right now. All right. <laughs> Hyman, Hyman Matthews Nylander has to stay together. I like that line, yeah. Uh-huh. Although Hyman Marlowe Brown. You know what I like? I like Marlowe with Capitan and Brown. Um and I Gee. Yeah. <gasps> and I like I like the idea that if Marlowe is center, then you've got JVR, Kadri, and um Marner. And <clears throat> that could be kind of scary, right? Yeah, but the all diff- of a sudden your shutdown line is kaput. Well, then change your shutdown Although, line. Or that, who needs a shutdown, shutdown line? line. It's yeah, Komarov. Yes. Or, or your fourth line is your shutdown. Komarov, yeah. Levo, and I don't know. And by shutdown line, we mean play them nine minutes and we'll be happy. Yeah. And then shut it down. And <laughs> shut it down for the night. <laughs> like, you got, I mean, you got I mean, options. I understand they want to have defensive matchups. I get yeah. it. But, but you Mar- know. Marlo, what was it you said? Marlo, Kappen, and Brown? I think that's your shutdown line. That's a shutdown line that could score a lot of goals. Yeah. Well, that, you know what, that's, and you know that's what, what the shutdown one, uh, line was last year, and you, it went away. You know what shuts people down? Being offensive. in the offensive zone. Yeah. That'll shut down... A good, you know, and, and the thing about that, what's interesting is Matthews is if you're on if you're in a way right away situation, which is why they're doing this, by the way, the, the, the new line combos if you're in a way situation. You can't play the matchup. Right. So Matthews is going to draw your toughest matchup. Right. All the time. But if you've got guys like let's say Marlo. What is it? Marlo Brown Kapanen. I said. Yeah. Yes. That's your third line. Mm-hmm. That's your third line or second or whatever. But they're, doesn't number but they're gonna draw okay, but fine. Yeah. They're gonna draw second or third line guys. Why don't the leaves do this? I mean, I those are that's two that's one player with fifteen hundred NHL points, another player who's had twenty goals last year, Ooh. and Sammy or Sammy Cabinet, Kasperi Cabinet, who could easily, I think, score twenty goals at the NHL level. 
And then how do yeah. JVR, Kadri, and Marner play defense? I, I mean, I think you shelter their starts. <laughs> they, uh, they don't. They don't. Or you could flip play. Marner and Mar- or, uh, Marner and uh, Brown if you want. I mean, here, Let, uh, I'll cut us off <laughs> because we've been spending so much time on the le- like just lineup decisions. Mm-hmm. But I think so much of the Leafs' anxiety is we just we don't hear anything about this freaking team. Yeah, and what the Freddie Anderson stuff was in a way we finally heard for the something fan about base. It. It was a breath of fresh air. And I wonder if part of the distrust of Babcock by a by a chunk of the fan base is that he's the only guy who talks. And yeah. all we want is answers. And he's the only guy who says anything. And he won't give us anything. And he won't give us anything. That might be it. And when he does give us, we don't like. Okay, well, I gotta tell you, I, I don't I don't get the mistrust of Mike Babcock. I might disagree with his with some of the things that he's doing, but the mistrust or the people calling for him to be fired, give me a break. Give me a break. If, if you're, give your head a shake. If your knee-jerk reaction is to fire the coach, yeah, you need to figure it out. Yeah. Like okay, then we shouldn't we shouldn't be listening to your opinion. Yeah. In the past month, there have been a significant portion <clears throat> of fans calling for the firing of Mike Babcock <coughs> and the firing of Joel Quinville. Ha! Yes, I know! Are you wow. all out of your minds? It's amazing. <laughs> Neither of those coaches are getting fired. Now, here's another one from the Are You Out of Your Mind? Brooksy. That's what, that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. That's what I'm saying. Uh, from the New York Post, uh, Mr. Brooksy, who is a Rangers reporter. I just call him Mr. Brooksy. Larry Brooks is his real name. Um, he wrote this. There was something distinctive about the Maple Leafs strutted their skill a year ago, daring opponents to catch and stop Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, and their gifted teammates if they could. The young swashbucklers took their talents to Game 7 of the first round, actually Game 6. Wait, is that still up in the New York Post? It is. Yep. Swing and a miss, strike one. Game 7 of the first round, not, against the President's Trophy Caps. You wanted to see the Maple Leafs. More than that, you wanted to see every team around the league be the Maple Leafs because that was entertainment. Um, now, just as Dean Smith was the only coach who could ever stop Michael Jordan while together at UNC, Mike Babcock became the coach to put an end to the obviously perceived, uh, what, what he obviously perceived as foolishness in Toronto and making certain to pound (coughs) square pegs into round holes of the homogenous NHL. (coughs) Basically saying he's asking the players to play a game that they can't play. There's no more arguing against Babcock's resume, blah, 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 blah. It would appear to make it conceivable that a party such as the Rangers might be able to pry Nylander away as part of a blockbuster that would send a defenseman as stout as Ryan McDonough the other way. Larry. So Mike Babcock is making them play a style they don't like. William Nylander's probably on the trade block. I don't know where that conclusion is. Swing and a miss. Strike two. So, young, talented forward, traded for defenseman. Yes, he's actually wrapping his fingers. <laughs> Where have we seen this before? Uh, I this reminds me of uh, Kiprios' suggestion <laughs> of uh, this reminds me of Kiprios' suggestion of uh, Marner for Hannafin. Except I think this one's even worse. That one, I'm like, ah. Uh, or was right. it Marner for Nurse too? There was a Marner for Nurse uh, thing. He no. didn't. Did he suggest that? I don't remember. He suggested it might work. Right, but he didn't suggest it was a thing. He also no. didn't suggest Marner for Hannafin was, was a thing. thing. Yeah. And I guess Brooksy isn't doing that either. Well, I mean, he is doing something. And I find it very interesting that, like, Brooksy last year suggested that Tyler Bozak for Nick Holden would be a good deal. 
which no, no, it wouldn't, uh, <laughs> because it would give the Rangers what they want, and the Leafs a left-handed mediocre defenseman. I think the I Leafs should trade Tyler Bozak. All right, here's Nick Holden. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> Let's. so we have three strong centers, and we're going to trade Bozak for a left-shot third-pairing defenseman. And I don't care what it, what you say. The numbers suggest he's a third-pairing defenseman. Doesn't matter if he's used in that role or not. Yeah, in the AHL. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, I said it anyway. I I do I do find that. <laughs> I found that one interesting. People asked us to talk about it. We talked about it. It's dumb. <laughs> there right. it is. All right. There it is. Well, hey, we, don't, we don't got to talk every time there's names out there. Yeah. Um, you want to hear some good news? I would love some. So, according to J Sportsnet. J Sport. Oh, John Shannon. Imagine that you are so associated with Sportsnet that you can just be first letter of first name. J Sportsnet. Not even. Not J S Sportsnet. J Sportsnet. Jay Sportsnet. Did you says, know <clears throat> that John Shannon invented Hockey Day in Canada? Really? What? Yeah, he suggested it to uh, the bosses here at Rogers, and it was his idea, and he fully flushed it out, and they're like, yeah, that's cool, let's do it. And they invented Hockey Day in Canada because John Shannon uh, said they should do it. That's why he's Jay Sportsnet. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? When you come up with a deal like that, you can be <laughs> S Sportsnet. At uh, Christmas party... Sports Night Christmas Party 2016, you gave me a kiss on the cheek. Aww. I haven't washed the cheek since. He really is one of the nicest guys walking around. And he there, apparently he's got crazy stories about Hockey Night in Canada. He used to be the executive producer for like 20 years. So now he's just doing this for fun. He, about, he definitely does have fun with what he does. Oh, yeah. So here's, here's what he had to say. Hearing the Senators and NCC will make a positive announcement on Thursday concerning the overarching land agreement at LeBreton Flats, a one small step in the right direction. <coughs> so that's good. I'm sorry about the coughing. I know you have a thing against coughing. It's okay. Steve hates. Coughing. I just can't wait till Steve is sick on Saturday. And You're not gonna be sick. I can't MC your wedding. <coughs> hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to Adam and Caprice's wedding. I have to go home at nine thirty because I'm yeah. sick. Did you hear that Tyler Bozak was traded for Nick Holden? I pre- I feel pretty silly right so now. So that's that's right. great news for Ottawa. Now there is a, a, a an article that Jesse, of course, sent. Well, the. The Ottawa news is interesting because of the timing. The timing. <laughs> Timing's interesting. When everybody's freaking out, all of a sudden there's positive news about an arena. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, what outlet was this? Jay Shannon. Or Jay Jay no, Sports no, 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 no. Ottawa Citizen, Ottawa this particular this article. Is, yeah, there you go. Because a lot of people were like, hmm. Mm, yeah. It's from a guy named Dale Sheehan. Dale but, Sheehan. Oh, Dale. I was like, Dale. <laughs> actually? Dale. No. <laughs> but Pitbull, you know. Adam, no. <laughs> Adam's a top 40 radio DJ. Yeah. Dolly. Dolly Sheehan. Um, so the article is titled, titled this. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it all. Jesse, do you have the, um, do you have it? I can bring it up, yeah. Can you bring it up? Because yeah. I'm not going to be able to read the whole thing. But oh, we have okay. to read the whole thing. Yeah. Because it's good. Yeah. And it's interesting. And I'm not sure if you're going to be able to disagree with it, Ottawa fans. Whoa. All right. I mean, it's a pretty aggressive take. On Ottawa fandom, pretty aggressive. T A E K, and, and it is. It's. I mean, there are some things that we will acknowledge afterwards. But Jesse, once you uh, once you bring it up, sorry, the internet's being here. Slow. I can just give it to you if you need it. No, I have it. You have it. Okay, I can't. It's not loading. Okay. I think you're gonna like this. I'm sorry, I'm stretching for time here. Jesse just unplugged his microphone. Uh, here we go. He's plugged it back in. He's back to us. Sheehan, Dolly, Dolly Sheehan. He came to get it. Sens Ottawa love affair is a two-way street. 
We need to have a direct discussion about the Senators. Frankly, Ottawa, you have a bad track record in your relationships with sports teams. Riders, renegades, links, Senators? You've even tried and failed and tried again. I know it's not something you want to hear, but relationships are a two-way street. You need to look in the mirror and give yourself an honest New Year's evaluation. Yes, Eugene Melnick demonstrated poor timing by suggesting right before the NHL 100 Classic Outdoor Game last month that he might move the Senators. Yes. But if you listen objectively to what he said, that the Sens need fans to buy tickets, that they need support, that Melnick needs to be certain a major investment is warranted in a downtown arena, and that all options have to be explored if things don't change. I think we all, we'd all agree that if it were up to us paying the bills, we might say and think the same sorts of things. It is time to strip the emotion from the issue and look at our relationship op- openly. Ottawa, you left the Senators standing at the altar by not selling out games during the playoffs last year. You embarrassed yourselves nationally, and deep down, you know it. Fans are certainly allowed to complain, Jeez. love, hate, and second-guess everything about their team. It is in the DNA of a sportsman, sports fan. It shows passion, but that doesn't mean it is always the other's fault. Relationships are a two-way street. And with every relationship, a third in the sports bed doesn't help. Every fan in this city knew Melnick was right when he promoted Parliament, Parliament as what would have been the most unique outdoor game setting in history. He got TD Place in set, instead. Yet, the federal gov- government mistress not only broke our hearts, but used the idea anyways, constructing its own outdoor rink on the hill. And speaking of mistresses, the Canadians, they're my team, but I'm also a Sen supporter. You shouldn't be a journalist writing about your supporting teams. Anyways, side note. Yeah. Cur- <laughs> You're not a journalist, Steve. You're fair. a fan. Also fair. <laughs> Currently ranked as Forbes' number two franchise, worth more than $1 billion, are $20 million under the salary cap this year. They have cash and continually sell out. <laughs> Teams just don't throw good money at bad teams. Melnick really isn't any different. Indeed, every fan in every city believes their team should spend more finding that elusive player to take them to Lord Stanley. I'll fast forward a little. You could always end up being Quebec City with a brand new arena downtown, yet empty inside. Toronto supported years of losing teams. Winnipeg got lucky. If the Sens walk away, they will never come back. It's simply a reality and we, the fans, are the ones who can control that. We are also the ones who could be sitting here saying, remember when. Last paragraph. This is 2018 Therapy, Ottawa. Based on your relationship history, I sincerely hope with great hockey counseling, we can make this work. One weekend rendezvous mm-hmm. on the road with a winning streak would rekindle the relationship. What do you think, Steve? I had a thought. So, during the playoffs, we <clears throat> ranted about the Sens not being able to Sell the arena. Oh, I forgot the line. If everyone bought two of the least expensive tickets, this would all be a moot point. Or even half of us. Sorry. I forgot that line there. Interesting. Like, this is a duty (laughs) for the city. We have to do this. I mean, it does sound a little uh, friendly, suspiciously friendly to the Ottawa Senator's ownership. But uh, we were ranting about the Sens not being able to sell playoff games. Everyone was. Everyone was. Everyone was making fun of him. And we got we got some shit for it. Uh, hey, what about the Phoenix pay system? What about this? What about that? What about that? What about that? And mostly with the Phoenix pay system, we were like, okay, valid. That is the situation in Ottawa where any government worker isn't currently getting a paycheck? Yeah, or they're super behind. 
others behind on something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of folks in Ottawa who are not in a great financial position right now. And it's a government town. And it's a government town. It's the your your town's main industry uh, is running is the not country. paying its employees on time. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a problem. And then I was watching the game Saturday, and I'm like, man, is everyone here an out of towner? Everyone, that building was packed mm-hmm. with blue and white. That was a home game. And when the Leafs that won, that was nuts. The reaction when the Leafs won was huge. Mm-hmm. It was packed. And the tickets were more expensive than usual. Did everyone make the weekend journey to Ottawa? How far did people come? Or is it just that people don't really care about the Sens that much? That's interesting. Really? I don't know, man. I, I feel like... It, here's here's what gets me. Ottawa fandom is weird. And I think hardcore Sens fans probably understand this. Yeah. Hate this, but probably understand this. So back me up on this if you if if you if you tell me if I'm wrong here. One of the most ardent Ottawa Senators fans I know used to live there. And he said every time the Leafs came to town, I sold my tickets. You I made said, money. I said, why would you do that? He's like, Well, I can make money off dumb Leafs fans. Of course I'm gonna sell my tickets. And I said, I gotta tell you, the Senators come here and I got season tickets. You bet your ass I'm in that I'm, I'm in going. the seat at that game supporting my team. Of course. There is not a chance in hell I would sell those. No. And <clears throat> and a totally I totally different situation though. Well, I mean, is it though? I think so because I mean, obviously I don't have season tickets here and it's impossible to get them in Toronto. But it's and also it's a, a person who can afford season tickets. So it's not like he's I mean, they're not they're not insanely expensive, relatively speaking. They're yeah. like here, they're like, what are they? Hundred grand? They're expensive. Sure. Um, but but and you're you like and sell, there's like a, what do they say? A hundred year waiting list for Toronto Leafs? It's crazy. Like it's just insane. If you were to sell your Leafs tickets, though, like you're not earning money from Sens fans being like, oh, gotta get my hands on those. You're earning money from another mm-hmm. Leaf fan who wants to go. Right. But if the all things being equal, then hypothetically speaking, even though that doesn't exist, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. There's absolutely. Let's say they're playing an outdoor game against the Sens at BMO Field, and you can buy any ticket you want. Yeah, there is not a chance in hell I'm selling those tickets, and that's the reason is that's a rival. I need to be there. Mm-hmm. That's my job. And wh- why do we do this show? Why do we we do all these things? We're fans. We're hardcore fans. Hardcore. And and I I believe in supporting. In supporting your team and not being obnoxious about it, you don't need to throw beers at people like uh, the Philadelphia Eagles fans. Oh you don't my need to god! Get, you Some don't need of the get... footage from the Eagles Vikings game. <laughs> yeah, you somebody guys somebody tweeted me something. They're like, they're like Eagles fans are the only ones who could actually make you want Tom Brady to win, <laughs> my <laughs> which goal, is hilarious. My, I know my goal. Um, so I'm I'm casting an NHL 18 event in March. So basically, I'm going to do play by play commentary for. People playing video games. I mm-hmm. did it once before with Faisal Kamisa. It was it was incredible. My goal is to get booed. I want to be authentically booed in Philadelphia. I feel like it's an right of passage. It's like an achievement on Xbox. Like I, I just I just want to cool. be booed. Hope someone brings a snowball inside. So you're going to Philly to do this? Yeah, that's cool, man. Wow, World Gaming. Nice. So that's what it's for. Do you yeah. want to plug it on the show? Like, like yeah, you, you didn't ca- even mention that. You just casually drop your going to I saw it on Twitter, but it, if you're going to bring it up, bring it up and promote it. Well, it's I your just, show. I just did. No, give the details. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, 
okay, fine. You can go to Steve, at Steve Ingle on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Just do the thing. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know what the link is. I've tweeted it before. I'll, t- I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it tomorrow. How, how's that? So look for that tomorrow after you've listened to the podcast because I don't know when this is going to go up. I'm so unhappy right now. Oh, okay. Steve. Tell us the details. <laughs> I, I was us, trying to. Tell tell us us like, but, 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 this is really annoying me right now. Tell us the details. <laughs> Which one of you am I listening to right now? <laughs> We're both saying the same thing. I'm going to Philadelphia. No, no, okay. If I am a Steve Dangle podcast viewer listener, how do I get involved? Thank you. <laughs> is my question. The link for fuck's sake that I'm posting that I mentioned. What does that give me? I'm glad you asked, Adam. <laughs> what it gives you is you can join the online playoffs. What? So it starts That's online. Cool. It starts online. You got to play your way through. Let's this be is honest. all in NHL 18, which you haven't brought up. <laughs> you just started saying I said you NHL can play 18. online. Like 10 minutes ago when we were trying to get you to, minutes when ago. We were trying to, get you to explain your, dumb, ago, your dumb Philly trip. <laughs> You guys, well, first of all, you guys aren't invited. <laughs> well, oh. I figured as much. And that's second and third of all as well. <laughs> You're acting like we wanted to It go. is a GDMFing NHL 18 tournament. <laughs> it starts online. You play. Let's be honest. Probably lose. Hopefully you don't. If you advance to the final, guess what? It's in Philadelphia. Guess what? I'll be there. And you get to play live. And I'll be doing play-by-play for you live. What's the prize? There is a prize pool of $17,500. So, and it is in support of the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation. Oh, cool. That's very cool. Yeah, so, it is. So EA Sports and NHL is hosting the Snyder Cup, sponsored by Xbox. Oh, it's called the Snyder Cup. <laughs> ah. If, if you want to be involved in the Snyder Cup, you just go to worldgaming.com. Snyder Hockey Cup. Snyder Hockey Cup. It's right in front of you in big letters, <laughs> dummy. Just hit up worldgaming.com <laughs> slash events slash NHL 18. And you'll find all Maybe one more there. time because friggin' hacks McGillicuddy <laughs> over here. Let's go. You can find all the information there on how to register for the Snyder Hockey Cup, sponsored by Xbox. Cool. That's great. Prizing where details. were we? Oh, good to know. So I have to have an Xbox. Registration uh, no, opens. No, I think it's uh, two finalists for each console. Oh, okay, cool. But it See, is sponsored that's by a Xbox. Very important detail. That is an important detail. I threw it out there, didn't it's I? It's good to know. Thank you. The details on registration. Opens January 3rd. Mm. Online qualifiers uh, will take place between January 10th and February 10th. Online playoffs, February 17th and the 18th. And then the live finals in Philadelphia, where famous YouTuber Steve Dangle will be present. Do they actually call him famous YouTuber? I literally made that up. March 7th, 2018. (laughs) I was going to say famous YouTuber. (laughs) That's oxymoron. Um, wow! <laughs> Come on! Ba-dum. Wow! Come on! That was that you was funny. Roasted. I am gonna that was collaborate funny. with L Darby, <laughs> and we are gonna have a powerhouse YouTube channel. <laughs> and then I'm never gonna talk to either of you ever again. <laughs> that was fun. Google NHL 18 Snyder Hockey Cup. Hey, what were we talking about detail. when you brought we're that on up? God's green earth. Were we? We were talking about Phil, Ottawa. Said, Ottawa, right? Going to Philly, you said we were talking about Ottawa, we were talking to ticket sales, we were talking about last year in the playoffs and what we were saying about the, you know, how the, yeah, you know, so the playoffs last year, we were talking about the fact that, you know, they made it, it was like, okay, you, 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 you know, and I was, sorry, I would say something along the lines of if 
if it's me and I'm in Ottawa and mm-hmm. the Leafs come to town, I am going to be at that game. I'm yeah. not selling my ticket to dumb Leaf fan. I'm going to be there. So the core of the article <laughs> where um, Dale puts the, the onus on the fans to support the team, you guys are in agreement with that. Well, I... I think, the hard, I think that's blaming. unfair to the hardcore fans. Yeah, it's mm. well, it's blaming the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To which I would say, okay, the Senators are in one of the most unique positions in the entire NHL because they've been around for a while, uh, but they've never quite been able to get traction. Well, what's wrong? They're still a Canadian team. Ottawa's not small. The surrounding area is not really small. Mm-hmm. You got a relatively big surrounding area in Quebec. You got a fan base that's willing to drive for hours and hours in Ontario. What I think the big issue is, is you have Godzilla and Mothra on either side of you. How do you live up to, how do you conquer having the Leafs on one side of you Uh and the Habs on the other? When was the last time either of those teams... Made it to the Stanley Cup final. That doesn't matter. Like it's, I mean, it, but, it's but it's ingrained <clears throat> in the culture, right? But, I mean, this is a twenty-five-year-old franchise. Shouldn't it be somewhat ingrained now? How do you pro? Like, okay, it's Canada. It's hockey. It's in every household. There are very few people you'll talk to who are indifferent about it. Everyone's got a team. How do you pry? A Habs fan. Like, this is what the Sens need to do. They need to pry Habs fans out of Montreal, out of Ottawa. They grew up Habs fans in Ottawa. You got to make them Sens fans. You got to take Leafs fans. Generations of Leafs fans. My dad was a Leafs fan. My grandpa was a Leafs fan. My great-grandfather was the assistant coach of the Leafs. (laughs) And they had mouth guards made of horse teeth back then. Or something stupid like that. They call them smilers. Yeah! (laughs) Three smilers for a nickel, you'd say. So anyway, (laughs) you got to take generations of fandom and somehow convert that. That's tough. You're right. It's extremely tough. How do you do that? I always make fun of my family because they like to rub in my face that they're Sens fans. And I said, I used to go go to them and say, you know, I was in your rooms growing up to all my cousins. You all had Toronto Maple Leaf wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend like you're not all ex-Leaf fans. Sorry, but you are. A lot of people came crawling back last year. Well, and... A lot of people came crawling I back. I think, you know, and but the thing is, their kids, ardent Senators fans, wouldn't think of anything else. Like, okay, we've brought up the Sens made it to the conference final. It needs to be sustained success. But they are, they've been very good for, they've been pretty good, man. What's pretty good? <clears throat> they're always in the playoffs. No, no, better no, than we not. could say. They're, they're not always. Yeah, better than the least, for sure. For sure. But you need to be even better than that. Like, when they made the final in 2007, like, they had the most electric line in hockey. Mm-hmm. They were one of the most exciting teams. They were one of the best teams. They made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Kind of fell apart. I remember that summer at the zoo, uh, it, you couldn't escape Sens gear. Everyone at the Toronto Zoo Four and a half hour drive from Ottawa. Sens gear. Everyone had a Heatley shirt. Not as many Alfredson shirts, I noticed. There were a lot of Leaf fans who were willing to be like, mm, you know what, I'll, I support Danny Heatley. I like him. There were a lot of Jason Spezza fans. That does like, not reflect well on Canada. us. <laughs> no, but like they, they weren't willing to wear the Alfie It's because stuff. of the Alfie fake stick throw thing, exactly. right? Yeah. Lots of Sens hats, Sens shirts, Sens gear. Tons of it. 
Next year, everyone tucked it back in their closet. It was gone. You don't see much Sens gear around this neighborhood. And then they make it to the conference final. I saw it a little bit this summer. Okay, but sell out a game in the conference finals. Yeah, like, I mean... Now you that's, have a fan in Toronto, but you can't sell out a game in Ottawa. So my, that's the one. That is the one that might make that makes me kind of go. Well, what if it was? Maybe it was the pay system then, because is it is it that widespread though? Well, like I don't know. Like, and I'm asking the question. I don't know. Like, okay, you're you're a. I don't know. You're you got some disposable income, and you're a hardcore hockey fan, and you're and you're a Habs fan. And you live in Gatineau. Senators are playing the Penguins in the conference final. In in Canada. In Canada. And there's nothing to do after the game. But it's like a, what, half hour drive, something like that? No bar I know, to go I'm to. I'm not far off. There's some stuff. There's nothing out Uber. there. I don't, I don't like, know. There's nothing. There's some stuff somewhat far away, I guess. I don't know. Look. But what was confusing to me is no one's coming from out of town to take a peek at Sidney Crosby in the third round of the playoffs. Sidney Crosby versus Eric Carlson. God, we should have gone. That was a confusing... Right? I don't know why we didn't. The hell are we flying to Nashville for? Yeah, really. Could have drove <laughs> up the street. That's a day trip. Could have come back. You know what would have been interesting is if, if the Senators were as good this year <coughs> and to see what what happened in the playoffs this year. Mm. You know, I really would have been different. Yeah. I, I, I bet I do you bet think everything. It been? Yeah. Uh, cuz that's interesting. I I don't know. Anyway, I listen, I don't I don't know all the ins and outs of this stuff, but what I do know is that there that article is a little harsh, but there is some truth to it too. And I mean, that you know, okay, that's Ottawa, a fair assessment, I think. Ottawa yeah. Lynx baseball, what were they the the Expos farm team or something? Like, okay, fine. You didn't you're not a baseball town. It's it's it gets colder there. Um, the, the, How many people listening right the, now could name the indoor football team <clears throat> Toronto used to have? Exactly. Like, the Rough Riders and the Renegades were, um, you know, the Rough Rider, the original Rough Riders had ownership problems. The Renegades had ownership problems. Not really the fans' fault. It's CFL football. You're going to have ownership problems. Not everyone cares. Exactly. Some people do. Some people don't. Some markets succeed. Some and who don't. else have, have, have they the lost? Reality. I can't even think of it. Whoever else they've lost. But you know what? He is right on one point. I will not dispute the fact that if the Sens leave, they are never coming back. So you better... I don't know about that. Jets got their team back. Could happen. They did, but I, I've, the Jets had a passionate base. Well, and Winnipeg's smaller than Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's big. I hope this, this LeBreton Flats thing happens because from what I've understood, too, from friends that live there, Ottawa has closed a lot of their clubs, a lot of their bars, a lot of the hot spots, which were already spread out around the city. And The market's it, cool. Yeah, but they need... They need, like, it's a university town, right? As I was just about to bring that up. They need to embrace people, the students. Embrace the students, and they need to give people a place to hang out and party. I mean, that's what the Maple Leafs did. Real sports is right there. <coughs> yeah, well. I mean, you've got to look at what they've done in Detroit. The Sens aren't exactly in a position to buy the building next door. No, I get that. <laughs> but the, the point I'm trying to make is it's an entertainment complex, and I hope that they make that. And I hope mm-hmm. that they create something around that. Even around the Bell Center, I was sort of surprised that a lot of those buildings around the, like, the, the entrance we left, it was, like, derelict. <laughs> there was, like, these, like, <laughs> crummy old houses. I'm like, that's prime real estate, man. I would knock those down and, and open a restaurant. Oh, like, Adam. what are you doing? Oh, Adam. 
I don't know. That's just me. But like that's that's what I would do. And if if in Ottawa, if it's lacking in entertainment spots, make the entertainment spot. Make it. You got an opportunity. You got a lot well, of people trying here to, to make a lot of money. Yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to, to get the arena. Exactly. There. But yeah. then <coughs> follow through on that. <coughs> you got government workers. You got people that make above average wage when they're paid. When they're paid. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm no. trying to voice what <coughs> people right. are screaming now, at the radio right now. Now, I want you to put your headphones on, gentlemen, because I want to ask you a question. The Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, they've been rumored for Move just, just about oh, everything. Sorry. Question for you both. Do you think the Edmonton Oilers should just take the L on this season and move on? Or should they, which people keep talking about Edmonton driving for the playoffs. No. They keep talking that that it's, this is somehow going to happen. No. I don't think it's going to happen with this team. I was willing to humor it uh, until I checked the standings yesterday, and I'm like, okay, look how many teams are in front of you. You're 12 points out. Stop. You're yeah, done. take the L, get yeah. the lottery pick, sign a couple wicked wingers in the offseason, and you're laughing. Like, I don't... This isn't hard. Get a full season of improved Puglia, Yarvi. Or... Maybe Kyler Yamamoto is... Or Kyler Yamamoto is uh, your guy. Or oh, here we go. you can do this, which to me is the best suggestion I think I've ever heard. And it comes from Fox Sports. Restricted free agent. What is your what is your philosophy on this one? Well, I'm an idea man, Patrick. Yes. And uh, Jack Johnson find, finds himself in a, an unfortunate position. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Uh, because of his financial situation, he needs uh, as big a contract as he can get. All true. Columbus is now playing in third pair minutes. So he's probably not going uh, to be as high profile on the free agent market like. So my solution is trade him to the Edmonton Oilers, who, who are now without Brian Nugent Hopkins for five to six weeks. They're floundering. Their season is uh, at risk of missing the playoffs and not finishing you know, bottom of the league to get that top draft pick. Move Jack Johnson to forward. See if there's any uh, chemistry with him and, and Connor McDavid. If there is, all of a sudden his career has a whole new aspect, a whole new angle, and, and possibly a whole new contract. If it doesn't work out, Edmonton doesn't lose anything. Their season is somewhat lost. Uh, anyway, everybody gets fired for making this dumb well, decision of moving Jack Johnson. <laughs> like said, what they got hey, at know? least his co-host called him out on that. So <laughs> funny. That's so funny. But our, our, why would Edmonton, who needs defense, move a defenseman to forward? That is what I disliked <clears throat> most about the idea. But I took some heat because the second I saw that clip, I tweeted, I don't hate this. What? If you don't move the guy to forward. I don't hate it. No, what was amazing is how many people jumped down my throat for that. Because all I've been told for literally a decade is Jack Johnson can't defend. He's not a good defender. There's all these numbers that suggest he doesn't, like he can't prevent entries. He's absolutely terrible. He's not good in his own end. Player, defensemen who aren't good in their own end, generally speaking, don't last long as defensemen. He's beaten the odds somehow, but he does seem to have some kind of skill set. Why not try Jack Johnson? Because it's at a forward. professional team and a professional league, yeah. and you can't just be let's like, it's never, hey, worked let's just let's never worked before. Let's just never worked before. Never worked. Well, Brent Burns is one notable example, but here's what I would say. I think that's a completely different scenario. Yes, yes. And 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 beyond that, let's just throw this out there. If Jack Johnson goes to Edmonton and they flip him to forward, just throwing this out. Like, let's humor sure. this. And they find out he can't play forward. Now you've got a player who can't play forward and can't play defense. Put him on D. Well, you just said he can't. Well, apparently that's what he is, and he's great at it. That's the impression I got from everybody. He's great at it. Why not? Just try it. I don't know. Look, it's ultimately, I would never do that if I were the Oilers. 
And if I were the Blue Jackets, they'd be like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I would definitely laugh. But part of me was like, eh, it's a kooky idea. It I don't just hate makes, it. It just makes you look, as a general manager, like you're floundering. It definitely does. But, like, I appreciate the creativity. It's a little bit better than, you know what? Let's trade a prospect for Nick Dowd. Yeehaw! Like, what do you think about it's Paul? It's a little exciting. What do you think about Paul Coffey being brought in? Um... Let's strike you a little bit as though the Edmonton Oilers are resting a little too much of their 80s legacy on today. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Well, and what's funny is he's the one guy I look at of the whole bunch and go, that makes sense. Paul Coffey was a guy who got yelled at for the longest time for not being the strongest uh, in his own zone, but he was a Hockey Hall of Famer and a legendary player and incredible offensively, and I wonder how he would do in this era where there's no clutching and grabbing and all that. Um, but there's already too many of the boys on the bus crew that are already there. So I think Oilers fans are going, oh, well, and, we and did, did Elliot Friedman not suggest that there might be, there's some political stuff that Peter Chiarelli's facing, which is the old, old school Edmonton guys versus him and his new school guys. Like there's a little bit of, <sighs> Crying out loud. And that's and and if that's handcuffing Peter Shirelli, I feel bad for him. Do they have the biggest front office in professional sports? I think the least might. Who the hell is on the Oilers? Because okay. they got Gretzky. Isn't Messier somehow involved? Gretzky's not. He's not. Uh, no, not in official not in the front office. You're right. Front office capacity. <clears throat> Some kind of ambassador. He's, he's ambassador. Just, hey, I, I used to play for this team. For is yeah, Messier yeah. okay? Can you go to the website and yeah. look up the Oilers that's front office? Right because to my knowledge, or should I just wait? I'll just wait. But th- there's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's way too many cooks in the kitchen. And it's good to have a variety of ideas, but like I think that's why you employ amateur scouts, pro scouts, maybe a couple assistant GMs, and like a numbers guy. A numbers department. One, one thing I saw someone say is, wouldn't this money be better invested in having an actual analytics department? And what's amazing is with most teams, you'll see a suggestion be made by a fan or an analyst, and the and at least a significant chunk of the fan base goes, you know what, interesting idea. Why don't they try that? I've never seen a fan base like Oilers fans who is so aware of how shitty their team is and unwilling to do anything different. Anything. They don't want to hear from another fan base that they are bad or someone else is bad. They don't want to hear it. They only want to say it themselves. It's been a fascinating thing. Uh, Hey, why don't the Oilers go out and get an analytics department? And I saw so many people go, they tried that. Did they try that? I don't think they tried that. Hiring Tyler Dello for a year was trying that? Do you think one day Hiring one guy? Do you think he'll talk about that one day? Yes. I'd love to hear. Every now and then you get little snippets at Puck Talks events. But it's not much. Like, he told a funny story about accidentally locking himself in the bathroom. But, like, not a whole lot of of the inner workings of it. But uh, I get the impression there was not a whole lot of uh, intake when it came to the information he provided. Do you want to start with the front office? Not a lot of open-mindedness. Yes, please. The front office runs down like this. Daryl Cates, owner and governor. That makes sense. Bob Nicholson. Chief Executive Officer and Vice Chair, Peter Shirelli, President and GM of Hockey Operations, Wayne Gretzky, Partner, 
vice chair Oilers Entertainment Group. So he's front office then? Eh, but well, he's, no, he's not on the hockey side. He's front office side. He's, okay. just, See, he's a partner in the organization. This is interesting, though. So Daryl, we know Daryl Cates mm-hmm. had a hand in the Ryan Murray versus Neil Yakupov pick. Mm-hmm. So Wayne Gretzky's there. He's on your payroll. You don't think they're asking Gretzky the occasional hockey question? Sure. Uh, based on Gretzky's history as a coach, would you? Exactly. Greatest player of all time. Kevin Lowe, vice chair. Listen, I, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Lowe. Lowe is still involved. I know. Oh, oh, he's not even the best name. Please, Craig McTavish. Where's Craig McTavish? Is he there? Here he comes. Uh, and he's not even the best name. Susan Darrington, executive vice president. Don't know Susan? Yeah. Now we're getting into, like, business guys. Six. Okay, these are the marketing, communications. Let's go over to the management side. Peter Shirelli, president of hockey operations. So we haven't even gotten to Shirelli? And general manager. Craig McTavish. Senior Vice President of Hockey Operations. Dwayne Sutter, Vice President of Player Personnel. Keith Gretzky, Assistant GM. He's not even the only Gretzky. Uh, and then we get, like, Director of Player Personnel and that sort of thing. That's it. Where's Craig McTavish? Where's Scott Housen? Scott Housen? Isn't Scott Housen still with the Oilers? I don't believe so. He's not on this. Uh, Former beloved uh, Blue Jackets GM? Not on this list, no. Google Scott Housen, see what he's up to. I could have swore he was still with the Oilers. Is Craig McTavish still with them? Yeah. Yeah, he's, him. he's like senior advisor or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, do, do, do. He got kicked up. Man. Uh, man. So, yeah. Listen, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, I, I you know, if you're just the Oilers, just try analytics. Just try it. Try adding to it. Just add. And, you know, here's another opinion. Well, I'm just glad that they added to their pool of former players with a Scott player. Housen <clears throat> is retired. Oh, all right. Sorry. Of all the, of all the decades in hockey, what has been the most, you know, from what you've seen, the most ridiculous? In what way? Just, just obnoxiousness. Just like not, not, not in t- terms of just the, the the type of play. Oh my God, that what a ridiculous decade. Things that happened in that decade is ridiculous. The eighties were pretty nuts. So here's my question: If you were dominant. In the most ridiculous Mickey Mouse decade, whoa! It was, and it, like it was crazy. Whoa! <laughs> I don't mean that to be a bad thing. Whoa! But you're ta- you're talking about you were dominant in an era when that literally has nothing to do with today's era. You, you just don't know hockey. Does it make sense to bring in experts from that era? Mario Lemieux, what's he know? Sorry, go ahead. Does it make sense to bring in experts from that era? All I'm asking. That's all I'm... I don't know the answer. Probably yes, more than no. But I, I, I find it... From what I hear about the 80s, from the from the numbers, just the basic numbers, most games were like 8-5. Well, most and, of the things I hear about the 80s, I'm like, those guys are your team's disciplinarians and leaders? That seems dumb and bad. Well, and, and watch, Okay, good luck with that. Watch those games. It, it, like, go and, it, like, watch 80s clips on YouTube. They're hilarious. It's a completely different oh, hockey Oh, they're game. so funny. The fights? Oh, they're nuts. And the, and the play, How even long the play. did hockey games in the 80s take? Must have been forever. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, they didn't First have as many players. 14 goals a game. <laughs> yeah. A line brawl each period. <laughs> and every line brawl, at least two players got completely undressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> 
completely literally undressed. completely undressed <laughs> in their pajamas. That's a good point. <laughs> and it was always light blue underneath. They had well, a light blue shirt. Light Everybody blue. had a light blue shirt underneath. Always. Once you got jerseyed, your light blue shirt. Came Everyone's out. picturing Stu Grimson right now. <laughs> Every single person. I I so that's my if okay. I understand that winning the Stanley Cup, there's a select few, and I get it. But wouldn't it make more sense to bring in guys from? Chicago, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, steal from uh, Boston. Well, what Detroit? I, every other team has done is they've taken from other teams' hockey ops. The Lightning have done a wonderful job of that. They've done it. Look at that. But that's look at the recent win. And maybe there's recency <coughs> bias, but <coughs> wouldn't you want to take from someone that's got a modern approach, not someone who played for the team and was great? <laughs> well, let, let's take a different angle on that, okay? Uh, let's, you know, all their expertise is great. It's valid. And it's not that it's not valid. I'm not trying to say that Paul... I'm not trying to diminish Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey might be the best of the bunch. He might be, but how many Paul Coffees do you need is my question. Yes. What is the variety there? It's all what's, the same. What's the diversity of ideas and opinions? That's why I say why not try analytics? A little bit too. Or anything. Not all. Not all analytics. Because the, the, the thing about... The all analytics thing, and again, this is an unfair thing because I don't think John Chaka is an example of what an all, all analytics, analytics team is. Analytics guys are very, you can't, yeah. <clears throat> and, and when it comes to Chaka, analytics guys, he doesn't even go here. Yeah, yeah. He gets, I think he gets stuck with the analytics label when maybe it, it is not. Also, he's in his 20s and people just hate young people. Well, he's, he must like numbers if he's in his 20s. But I have a, I have a question. Sure. How much is this the fault? of the guy who owns the team and writes the checks. And therefore, none of this will ever change because he's not just going to sell the team. So maybe they're fucked forever. <laughs> Don't forget, Oilers, you're here forever. What's worse? <laughs> what is more disruptive to a hockey team or any sports franchise than clueless ownership? I don't know. Ask any Raiders fan. Oakland Raiders, terrible. Al Davis. Chicago, bad, 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 Owner bad. Died. Owner leaves, good. Leafs, bad, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Owner Bound dies. Leaves, good. He died. He Just died. say it. <laughs> Daryl Cates is not that old. No. <laughs> Just remember. You're here forever. That's right. All right. Montreal. Oh, I got this new kingdom I just built in Edmonton. And I, I got even... the entire 80s Oilers around me. I'm not even on first name basis with them. I'm on first half of their last name basis with them. Here's Gretz and Koff and Mess. And I don't have to pay. I didn't have to pay for the whole arena either. No. I got this kingdom and, I didn't pay every for. Every five years or so, I scare the shit out of them by going to Seattle and sitting front row. <laughs> I got it, man. What are you going to do? Shut up. Here's a scarf. Go Oilers. <laughs> yep. These friggin' idiots will... S hey... I, I, I don't even give him a scarf. He talks like this now. This yeah, I, get, I don't even give him a scarf. <laughs> Fuck! I don't even let him in the arena. They're standing outside practically, and they paid to get in. How do you do that? How am I not the best businessman ever? They paid to get in, didn't even get in. It's incredible. That I is that in. is brilliant. I didn't even give him enough pisses. Huh. Oh my god, I love this city. I love this city. And Seattle every five years. I love it. 
Sorry, Oilers fans. Raw deal. Sucks. Well, hopefully you get Dalene. <clears throat> Montreal. Actually, hopefully you don't. He looks like he'll be a good hockey player. I'd like to see him on, like, you know, a good team. Montreal is not going to sell. Or Montreal is going to sell, but they're not going to sell. They're not going to sell Carey Price. They're not going to sell Mete. They're not going to sell Shea Weber. Well, no. Yeah, part of, uh, it should be acknowledged that part of Montreal's struggles this year have been injuries. Sure, they but they're were also not. a well-built team, but. They also don't have a center. Don't have a center, but, like, it got compounded significantly it, when Weber wasn't It would be lineup. shocking to me if. Whether or not Tavares signs there, the biggest the biggest mm. money offer is going to come from Montreal. Mm. Please no, please no. Same. Um, they are willing to sell. What do they have to sell? And what do you get? Okay, not you got Pat, you got under, underperforming Pacioretty. Well, there's still this idea of you know what Montreal is. They don't want to use the word rebuild. I read. I think it was in Thirty One Thoughts, and the reason Friedman provided was Colorado. Mm-hmm. Like, what did they do? Well, that's a little different. Traded, like, one guy. Yeah, but look at them. They're back. Okay. Yeah, they're back. But. They're, well, they're a, they're an example of a team that didn't have to completely burn it to But they also didn't lose a top-pairing defenseman and a top winger. They lost. Well, they lost their number one center. For free. Nathan McKinnon was their number one, wasn't he? Or was it Duchesne? Eh, well, it was like they split it. The okay, fine. They, they like, split it. Yeah. So, imagine you don't have... Either Nathan McKinnon or Matt Duchesne. Now you're the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, fair. But uh, they need to... They're one of those teams... You know, what the Leafs did for a long time is they just had these decisions where it's like you saw them coming from a mile away. It's like, just make them already. Just make them. Like, for the longest time, it's like, just fire Carlisle. You know you're going to do it. Trade Kessel because you're going to do it. Regardless of whether or not it's the greatest idea. Trade for enough. Just do it. Just do it. If I'm a Habs fan, like, forget the, okay, Bergevin getting fired would seem like an obvious choice, but apparently that's not going to happen. So the other two choices, all right, shit or get off the pot with Pacioretty. Trade him. Trade him. Shit or get off the pot with Galchenyuk. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Gal- Stop. Gal- You're Gal- dragging yeah, for- it out. What's he going to be here in five years? No. Is he going to be here in three? No. Is he going to be here in two? Maybe, but you're going to complain about it the whole time. Get rid of him. <laughs> Enough. What if the trades don't work out? Lots of trades don't work out. If trades don't work out, then you get your full rebuild and you get a high pick like you wanted in the first place. If it does work out, fantastic. Like, just enough. The The future is not with Max Pacioretty and Alex Galchenyuk, and it's been very apparent for a long time. Just make the trade. I'm sick of it. Done. I like it. Just it's just break <laughs> up already. It's 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 a it's a couple where I'm like just break up. You hate each other. Just break up. It's clearly not working. Have you had? I see it. Like Everyone that? sees it. Why don't you do it? Have you do you have, have you had friends like that where they hate each other and you're like please? I mean, break not up. for a very long time. Yeah, it's like an early twenties <laughs> thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's not really a yeah. Then it becomes <clears> like <throat> a thing. I think. I don't know. I think they're having. See, it used to be. No, nah, they should just break up. Now the, it's the like, older you get, it's like so and so's having issues, and they have a dog together. <laughs> you know, like that's what it becomes. Yeah, a, yeah. Well, they bought a house together a couple years ago. They might lose money on that. Um, <laughs> that would be my thing. Well, they might that lose would definitely money. Be, Can we knock it down and build a restaurant oh, there? Such that's a missed all I'm opportunity saying. <laughs> for exposed brick. <laughs> Shut up. Oh no! Like 
Listen, Seriously. I'll just, I like real estate, okay? I, I want to know, I like, I'll throw this out to the audience. Like, what are other situations around the NHL where it's like, just do it already? Just do it. With the Duchesne trade, the it Oilers. paid off to stick around. Oilers. What about the Oilers? Take the L on the season. Just admit. Well, I'm, I'm talking, okay, that's fair, but like specifically on a player. Oh, Habs? a specific player. Oh, okay. Galchenyuk and like I feel like they haven't been happy with Pacioretty being captain since day one. Like he was their silver medal. Mm-hmm. I he mean, was you the could, best guy. You available. could make the argument with Carlson, although I don't know which way they're going to do it. So you don't know they're going to no, do it. No, that's so that's not quite. Evander there. Kane's one of them. Evander Kane for sure. Yeah, yeah, but like that's a little different in that. Like it's we know it's going to happen. That's, and like the Sabers would and Kane would acknowledge that it's going to happen. He's a good player on an expiring deal on a bad team. But that's what Jesse's saying. Oh. Yeah. I'm talking about, well, like, Pacioretty's not in that situation at all, though. Oh, or, yeah. Or Gouch. Okay. But, like, it's just clear where, like, the player is just not working. Something I don't know. There isn't there. a lot of that. A lot of those were moved. Like, like I would have said Ryan Johansson in, in Columbus when that, before the Seth Jones trade, right? Fair? Worked out. Worked out. For both sides. Both teams, yep. Um, Seth Jones is great. You would have said the same thing with with. I don't know if you would have said the same thing with PK in Montreal, but if PK had stuck around a year longer, but it'd been like, mm, it's time to trade him. That was a little different where it was like you had a choice to make. And it's either Bergevin or, or him, and yeah. You chose uh, how wrong. Would you, how would you say you did there? Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, like Paul Martin in San Jose. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. I, like, I, don't, but I, I don't think it's a thing that's going on around the league where you have a player you need to trade. It's rare. Like it's, it yeah, is. It's, it's, <laughs> not, it should it's be, not a common thing. Yeah. It's a bad thing. I think that's the result of a dysfunctional organization. There are dysfunctional organizations. Yeah. You know what is... Few as public as the Canadians right now, though. I mean, come on. Nah, I'm wrong. I was going to say, what is sort of turning into one is OEL... And Arizona, mm. but I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I'm right there. But you, 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 you know, do you understand know, what I'm saying. What like, I would say the entire Arizona franchise. We know you're going to move it, <laughs> so just do it. They're not gonna move it to. No, we know they're. they're are they going to stay where they currently are in this arena? No. How about how about with the Sens? I'm not even right, saying we know you need here. to move the team. Oh no, I don't not, think that's out, not out of market. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, they are going to do it. So just do it. Just do it. That's what I would say to the Coyotes. Just move them to Phoenix. Tell the Suns owner to stop being a douche, and and let them play together. Because apparently he's the guy that's like, well, I don't care. Like Suns fans need to show their commitment. Well, so but no, there's a reason they're not showing up. Mm-hmm. It's in what? a shitty location. Put it in the good one. What you've sold out before. You've done well before. You've been successful before. Just do it. Diagnose do the, the issue. thing that is obviously the right decision. <laughs> what's think, what's your problem? That's interesting. You know, if Nike stopped selling shoes, right? For some reason, people stop selling shoes. Do you think there would be articles written going, "You guys need to stand up and buy some Nike shoes to save Nike"? <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen that sounds. You know, how silly that sounds. People are like, "What? No." How about Nike makes a product that is accessible to us that we want? You just described like CDs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although the difference there was theft, but Ottawa mm. literally couldn't have put a better product on the ice when they went to games. That's seven, true. So. Well, I mean, I guess location is part of the product and the pay and yada yeah. yada. Yeah. Um, okay. We don't have to go over that again. Right, I know yeah. the solution oh, uh, is there. Yes. Do it. Sorry. Um, odd question before we get to the press conference: Is it time for the Canucks 
to move on from the Sedins. They well, apparently they're... want to play one more season, but uh, Vancouver's trade plans are being held up by the Sedins right now because they haven't committed to playing next year. And, you know, Jim Benning says, well, they're going to, they might get 50 points each this year, and that's great. And they could be, you know, great leaders in the room next year. But at a certain point, you do have to go, okay, if we're playing this year to year and we're rebuilding, we kind of need to know, like, now. They're in an awkward spot. And it's amazing the parallels between the Canucks and the Leafs of a few years ago with Matt Sundin. It's like, okay, we get that you deserve the sun and the moon, and we get that you feel like you have one more year left. But we're kind of doing a thing here, man. And there's two of them. Yeah, and be like, listen, if what if they it's took not a, one if guy? They, if they go in, of a line. if they go and say, okay, we'll take three million dollars each, and we'll play on your third line, then fine. Right? Sure, why not? But I don't think they're going to do that. It's a tough spot. It is a tough spot. They're it's a legends. Really tough spot for them, and it, and it's a. It's another, it's a strange situation where it's like, or, okay, I get, okay, I get that you love it, but in a, like wh- a little bit, it doesn't trump the love part, but what is the hold up here? And also, what is the illusion? What, are you going to win the cup? Well, like, is this a bit self-serving? Is it just a victory lap for the Sedins? Maybe they just love playing, man. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I'm sure that's that's the biggest part of it. So, so I don't think they're hurting financially. My follow-up on that would be, is it proper payback for Sunday and playing over there if the Leafs sign Henrik and Daniel in the offseason? And by the way, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. we need a third-line center. Wow. No, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> I really, really would love that <laughs> so Why much. That why, why not? Because they want to end their career as Canucks. Oh, okay. But we can pay them the sun and the moon <laughs> for one season. But no, why would you do that? Because you have a third line center and a, no, and a nice winger too. No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Come on. I, I would rather have Joe Thornton. Me too. I'm just throwing that out there to bug Canucks fans. I just... I just want... I hope that... Jesse, as part of the Photoshop job that you do for this, that you have Henrik and Daniel in Leafs jerseys. Thank you. As part of the uh, cover photo. No. I would never... (laughs) (laughs) No. I would never want... I don't want the Leafs to do that. However, I do want it to be a rumor heading into next summer. Yes! Let it be a rumor. Because I just like... Put it in Jason Botchford's column. Yeah, with with a bat in your hand. Well, well, well. (laughs) You know who might know something about that? Someone who's on the inside. You know what? I'll check with my sources, Jesse. <laughs> I'll check with... I know a guy who knows a guy who has a friend mm, who mm. claims to have met Smart Insider Man. I want to know if he has the inside track Where on is, the Sedine scene. Do you think we could start a rumor? Maybe. <coughs> like, what? for example, what what might that be? I, Sedin's to Toronto, I think, has got to be the rumor. Is that is that possible anymore? Because it used to be possible. I'm not... I think with the internet, though, people are too smart. Like, there are too, too many... <laughs> there is substantial evidence to the contrary. <laughs> so if we threw it up on Reddit, I have a friend that that lives next to Daniel Sedin, and now, he says he wants to go to Toronto. Why would you want to do that? Because it's social experiment, mostly. That's not funny. That is... That is Because Canucks fans react to things super well. <laughs> 
That is cruel. Hey, you know where you know where the cities really make sense? Truly, where they make sense. Edmonton. The KHL. Edmonton. The yeah, Olympics. for one year in Edmonton, it'd be genius. It, <laughs> the Olympics. You're not listening to this. This is genius. <laughs> Steve's, the Edmonton. Steve's making Edmonton jokes Edmonton for the themselves. Edmonton. They're laughing. I'm making KHL jokes over here. <laughs> Have I told you I'm going to Philadelphia mm. to play a tournament by myself? For nothing. For no reason. I hope I get booed there. <laughs> <laughs> the Sedins to the Oilers, you say? I say it makes sense. It does. I say you're absolutely right. Let it ride. Fat. Fr- free agents, eh? Free agents. Here we go. Let it ride. No, the Sedins aren't going to. No, they're not. Of course not. But I'm just throwing it out there. It might be fun. But what if? I just, but I mean, they I'm could. still just, well, well, well. <laughs> Isn't life funny? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hey, remember, remember tampering? Mm. Mm. It's a little different now, isn't it? Mm. Let's do the press conference, shall we? The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Uh, no questions. Oh. What? The press conference thread didn't go up because our last episode was so soon that I used the last press conference thread for <clears throat> our last episode. Oh. That made sense. Yeah. But I do have this tweet from Alan Walsh, who represents such esteemed athletes like... Vladimir Tarasenko and Mark Scheifele and the aforementioned Ryan McDonough. Mm. Alan Walsh said, the definition of insanity, the AHL has an exclusive deal with one equipment company for sticks. A few veterans per team are exempt. NHL teams sign players, invest millions in AHL development, and players are prohibited from using sticks they've played with their entire life. That was interesting. So then I saw someone tweet something Whoa. that suggested that wasn't necessarily true. Yes, and I didn't look into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like, yeah. I, I don't know, what, whatever the company is, let's say it's CCM, mm-hmm. and you're an Easton guy, you got to uh, tape a CCM logo over your Easton. Yeah, because you should be able to use your stick. That's ridiculous. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't mind taping something over my stick if I had to do it for sponsorship reasons. Ah, but... uh, the AHL. Also, why is that the definition of insanity? <clears throat> I don't know. Why isn't, what, couldn't it just be the AHL is broke? The AHL is, no, it's not broke, but it's a minor league. And minor league teams do, minor leagues, sorry, do kind of rinky-dink Mickey Mouse things to get by. If the NHL did that, I'd be a little pissed. The AHL, I'm like, yeah, I guess, I, I suppose I get it. There's a lot of things the AHL does that are not the greatest, but... You have to. So we're on the side of, hey, Alan Walsh, shut up for a second. No, oh. I've always been on that side. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, just, I, I started hating him when he was like the only person in my Twitter timeline during the lockout. Ah. Yes. See, we haven't been we haven't been in hockey long enough to remember that. No, I remember that. Well, I don't know. I mean, like I watched it, but like we didn't have a show. Oh. You You made a career off of this during the lockout. Mm. Right after the lockout is when things started to take off. Yeah. Man, I listened I, again to the f- first show. Why? Again? You no, listened no. to it multiple times. No, I'm saying again that I'm bringing this up. Ah, ah. Okay, when Jesse put it in the best of, we were talking about na- should Nathan McKinnon go first overall? Oh, wow. And yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, and now he's now he's up for the heart. Char is going to replace McAvoy, I assume? He should. 
Yeah. That's crazy. They were saying um, it boy. might be Sergeyev. Mm-hmm. Strawman. I heard Strawman. Yeah, too. Strawman was also in Thirty Thoughts. <clears throat> Make it the rookie. Make it the rookie. Come on. Mm. I mean, so you might as well make it. You might as well. There, there are two correct choices here, and people are going to get mad regardless. There are two correct right. choices. One is a lightning defenseman, and the other is Zdeno Chara. There is no other correct choice. Riley's out. McAvoy's out. Hedman's out. Okay, you have two choices here. All right, that's it. Well, that's it for us until next Tuesday. I know it's a long, long wait for you, but uh, unfortunately, one of us had the audacity to get married like a jerk. Uh, and uh, we have to take some time off and get get that happening. Well, and you know, there's going to be no content for a week, too. We're not, we're not doing anything. We're not giving you nothing. I'm taking the week off. That's right. You don't even have any Leaf games to do beyond tomorrow night. Oh, I was joking. Oh yeah. <laughs> no! There's a, no the the, 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 the the Leafs got two straight games. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna be doing those. I might do a video on something else. Um, Jesse's got a bunch of clips up on uh, the YouTube channel ready to go. Why did you Why did you phrase it sarcastically? I, I feel like that was so unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry I believe you. Your whole night like I, that. I believed you, man. First of all, you, you tell me that. It needs you need a bunch of Twitter trolls to tell you that Gautier is actually bad, and then Twitter now, trolls they were civil. And then now you do this, you tease content through sarcasm, Steve. I just got a text, Sadine to the Oilers for Maroon. By the way, apparently, no. apparently Pat Maroon's up for on on the trade trade block. This has legs, boys. No, no, I, but he, he actually is. This has legs! <laughs> what are we sitting around here for? It's up. time to go find the truth. <laughs> you need to go pee? Is that why you're running out? <laughs> the truth, Jesse. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter, at Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.